Well, hello everyone, Pastor Dave here. Uh, you'll have to kind of excuse me. We're having to re-record uh, this past Sunday's sermon. Uh, we had some audio difficulties set up out uh, at the lake there, uh, May 31st, out at uh, Overlook Park. Had a great service. A little over 70 people showed up for our first service back since the whole COVID-19 outbreak and the quarantine season and all that stuff. And uh, we're going to continue to uh, uh, to meet out at the lake over the next few weeks. So if you're hearing this uh, within uh, the, the, the right season, uh, we would love to see you. Uh, we're going to be meeting at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings out at the lake. We're starting about 30 minutes earlier to try to save us a little bit of uh, heat time uh, because it does start heating up pretty good here in Texas. So uh, hopefully we're going to see you guys out there. But uh, so anyways, we're, we're going to re-record uh, this uh, sermon from last week and uh, get this word into you. It's a great word about faith. I will give issue a disclaimer. I'm using my phone recorder. Uh, so uh, this is my, my phone's uh, microphone, uh, and, and hopefully you can hear me. Also, if you start hearing any no random noises or whatnot, my, both of my daughters are with me this week. Uh, here in the Dave Cave, and uh, Lily is already up and Adam and uh, alive and well this morning. So, uh, or if you hear text messages coming in, all that good stuff, I do apologize uh, for any extra noise. But we're talking about faith. Uh, several weeks back, the Lord told me He was going to take our church from being um, just just people who believe in God to people who believe God. There's a huge difference. Uh, of just saying, yeah, I believe in Jesus. But if you take it to the next level and say, no, I believe Jesus. What what God says in his word, I believe it. Even if life doesn't present itself in a manner that lines up with the word of God, I will still believe in the word of God. That's some powerful stuff. That's walking by faith. The Bible tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, it's easy to walk by what you see. It's easy to make your decisions based on what you see, uh, to live your life according to what you see with your natural eye. But but that's not reality. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word is solid. His word is sure. It's a sure foundation. And uh, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you'll be my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth is going to set you free. That's uh, John chapter eight. And man, wouldn't it be great to just know truth, not just truth, theological truth, but, but truth about your reality, truth about who you are and what you're supposed to be in this life and in his kingdom and understanding truth and the dynamics of relationships, the dynamics of society uh, the dynamics of your job or or why your family is the way it is, just to be able to use the word of God to see truth presented. It's almost like, you know, seeing behind the matrix, seeing the code behind the software, uh, and you'll understand how life can work and does work in your life. That's some powerful stuff, but it comes from having faith in the word of God, just merely trusting him. So the Bible says Hebrews chapter 11, as a quick review, chapter 11, verse one of Hebrews says, now faith 
is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There's going to be times that you have to hope for something when there's nothing, no, no way else to hope. No, life's not giving you any, uh, any evidence that you should have any hope, but faith will call you to hope for some things. Whatever that is, that substance, if you could make it tangible and hold on to it, that's faith. It says the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes you're going to have to see the unseen. You're going to have to believe in things that you can't see with your natural eye. And and faith calls you to do that. A lot of times we say, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, with faith, if you walk in faith, your mindset has to be, I'll see it when I believe it. And uh, your, your faith can manifest some things into your life per the word of God. Romans chapter 4, 16, verse 16 and 18, Paul tells us how to have faith. We're to have faith like Abraham in the Old Testament. Abraham is the father of our faith. How, how, is, he, how is he the father of our faith? Because Paul explains we, we are to have faith like him. We are to have his kind of faith. Well, what was his kind of faith? When he was 99 years old, God promised him that he would have a child through his wife, Sarah, who was 90 years old. That's about a ridiculous promise, as you can find. Yet Abraham had faith, even though his body didn't work anymore, even though their childbearing years had long passed. The Bible says in in Romans 4, it says that when Abraham had nothing to hope for and nothing to hope in, he hoped in faith. When life didn't present him any reason to believe God. He still believed God because of his word, because God had given him his word. And that's what the Bible is to us. The Bible is the word of God to us. It's full of upwards of 7,000 promises. How can you know what those promises are for your life? If you're not reading the word, I want to encourage you, read the word, get into the word. There's a bazillion Bible studies out there. There's devotionals, man, preachers all over the TV and the internet. If there's any ever a time that you can hear and receive and, and get into the word of God, it's in the information age that we live right now. There's no excuse for any of us not to be in the word of God. Amen. That's some good stuff right there. Uh, so let's get into today's, uh, today's message. It's, it's entitled the authority of faith. When you're learning to walk by faith, there's some authority that comes into your life that you get to operate in authority and power. Matthew chapter 28, 18, it says that Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, all authority, that's all power of rule in heaven and earth in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's a pretty bold claim. That's one of the first things he said to his disciples after his resurrection in the book of Matthew. He said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, all power. If there's any power that exists in this realm, it belongs to me. That's a pretty big claim for Jesus to make. And if I believe that, if I have faith in him and what he has to say, then I realize that there is no power in this earth that doesn't belong to him. Matter of fact, Romans chapter 13, verse one says, let every person be loyally subject to the governing or civil authorities, for there is no authority or power except from God. 
by his permission, his sanction, and those that exist do so by God's appointment. So even those who are in rule over us, whether it's the mayor, the governor, the president, congressmen and women, um, you know, your, your boss, your manager, your supervisor, whoever has been given any type of power or authority to operate uh, in this life has been given that power by the Lord. That's why if you own your business or if you're in a, in, a, in a position of management, you need to be plugged into the word of God and plugged into the Lord to find out how he would have you appropriate that power because it's his power. It's his authority. And just as much as he's given it to you, he can take it away from you. That's also why we need to pray for those who are in authority over us in, in civil governments, uh, regardless of they're part of your political party, uh, regardless of, of uh, if you agree with their policies or not. And you have a right to have your opinion on things, but we need to be really cautious of how we may attack or break down some of these people. We need to pray for these people. If you feel you need to speak out against policy and, and you, you know, obviously you can disagree, but, but daily we need to pray for these men and women that God has put into that uh, position over us because that authority came from God. I want them to use it wisely uh, to, to be a blessing to us. But, but Jesus said, all power, all authority belongs to me. That's a pretty big revelation in faith. When you realize that if there is any power in this life, it comes from him. I have no power in myself. However, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus says, behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Man, think about that. Nothing is going to harm you because Jesus has given you power and authority. Say, wait a minute. What do you mean nothing can harm me? I can get physically harmed. You, your body temple may take a pounding and a beating on this planet. Living on earth can be rough, you know, but nothing can harm you, that eternal part of you, the you that has existed all along, the you that's going to return back to God. Nothing can harm that. Because he has given you authority and power. I watched my mom, Joyce Butler, walks in some incredible authority and power in the Holy Spirit in her life. She was an awesome woman of God. And the nine months before she passed away, she was diagnosed with leukemia. And some folks can say, man, leukemia overtook her and she passed away. No, the Lord took her, but she had victory over leukemia because leukemia never changed who she was. Oh, her body, her body temple did start breaking down, you know, and she went through chemo and all that stuff. She lost her hair, but you know, she never dropped one ounce of weight. Uh, she never got sick and threw up. There were days that she didn't feel too great because of the, the treatments, but the whole time for nine months of being treated, even when she was in the hospital, which she spent most of that time in the hospital, she would pray for nurses. She was witnessing the nurses. Nurses were coming to her for counsel and for prayer. And she was the one that was supposed to be sick. Well, what, what's the whole point? God had given her so much authority in the Holy Spirit that she walked in that even leukemia could not break down who she was. 
even leukemia, though it may have been withering on her body, it couldn't harm who she really was. That's power. That's authority. And so when the time came and I got to be by her side when she passed, leukemia didn't win. She had the victory because she got to shed that body that was full of leukemia. All of a sudden, that disease was dead. That disease was gone. And my mom had the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, it says he gives us power and authority to, I don't know if you just heard my daughter, Lily. She she gave me an amen. So say hi to him, Lily. Hello. All right. So, uh in Luke 10, when he says, I've given you power and authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions. Well, we don't have to deal with serpents and scorpions a whole lot where we are for the most part, because we've got exterminators and all that good stuff. But uh, what what we what we can apply that to is there's some things in life that will sting us. There's some things in life that will uh, that will harm us and, and bite us. And, and man, your life is just full of some things that can really hurt at times. So uh, with that being said, the Lord will give you power and authority over those things. Those things, look, there's going to be times that you have to go through trouble and trial. Jesus said it, in this world, there's going to be trouble. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And if he's alive and well in you, that means that you can overcome your trouble. You can overcome the problems. He doesn't always remove you out of the problems. He doesn't always eliminate the problems, but he gives you victory over the problems. The problems can't harm you. You actually can have authority and power over those issues, over those serpents and scorpions. Acts chapter one and eight says, but you shall receive power. That's ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, the very bounds of the earth. In other words, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. God gives you power. Isn't that pretty awesome? We don't have power within ourselves, but if we understand that he holds all the power and by faith, because I believe and trust him because he holds all the power, that means I get to walk in that power and authority that say, if you say, look, I, man, I'm, I'm too shy to be a witness. I'm too shy to share my faith. No, no, no. He can empower you. I've seen him take some of the shyest people on the planet and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, they become some of the boldest witnesses and, and boldest workers in the kingdom of God. That's the kind of power and authority he wants to give you. Isn't that awesome? That even though we go through troubles and trials and sometimes heart-wrenching situations, gut-wrenching uh, issues that come up in our life, he gives us full power to overcome it. It doesn't mean that he's going to remove us from it, but it does mean that we can have power to keep walking. It won't destroy us. It won't break us. Matter of fact, he'll use it to help us to evolve and grow. That's incredible. That's so awesome. And I praise him for it. Uh, you know, I, I want to give a personal example from my life. Uh, and, and this may sound silly to some people, but some of you, this would be a very real struggle. And this is, this is how the Lord has allowed this word to be applied to my life. It, it was probably about six weeks ago. I was just meditating on Matthew 28 
uh, and Jesus' claim that all authority and power in heaven and on earth has been given to me, he said. Man, that's powerful. That means if anything has power, it comes, the only power that exists comes from the Lord. He gives it. And uh, one of the things I have wrestled with in my life is food addiction. And uh, I know we all say, oh, yeah, we all kind of struggle with that. No, you don't understand. I have really struggled with food addiction. And most of my adult life, I have struggled with my weight. Uh, and I would balloon up. I could lose weight a little bit, balloon up. And, uh, man, I really comfort eat really bad. And, and that's not good. It's actually a form of idolatry. Uh, because the Lord should be my comfort. I should find my comfort in him, not not food. And uh, not that food is bad, uh, all things in moderation. But uh, yeah, there was no moderation to it. I've often said I wish I had just as much victory over cheesecake as I do drugs, illegal drugs. You know, you could set a, a pile of cocaine in front of me. It ain't going to tempt me one bit, man. But you, you stick a cheesecake in front of me. Man, I'll break out in sweats and get cranky and and start shaking and eventually devour that cheesecake. And once once that wears off, I'll be walking the streets, you know, trying to find my next cheesecake fix or whatever. Anyways, um, so, uh, you know, just with some of the troubles and trials that I have uh, walked through uh, this past year, I, I wound up uh, comfort eating way too much. And found myself the heaviest I have ever weighed, and that's uh, 328 pounds. That's way too much. I'm six foot two. I've already I've got a big frame, but still, that's too much weight, and it's too hard on my heart. And I've got, uh, you know, a 14 year old and a nine year old. I need to be healthy for, and need to be the dad that they need, and uh, I need to be around for a long time uh, to to watch them grow up and and to be uh, a counsel to them. And to cheer them on. And so uh, I finally, you know, I was praying and I said, Lord, show me what do I need to do? I said, man, food has just had so much power in my life. Uh, you know, food, food is, I, I, I give in to the power of food. But then all of a sudden I was concentrating on Matthew 28, 18. And I said, wait a minute, all power and authority belongs to you. And I felt like the Lord began to speak to me and he said, David, who has all power and authority? And I said, you do, Lord. And he said, and I've given you power and authority via the Holy Spirit. It's my power and authority. You can trample on serpents and scorpions. Nothing will harm you because of my power. And yet you claim that food has had power over you. Food doesn't have power. You have illegally given away my power. You've given food its power. Take it back. Food doesn't have power. I've given you power. And, and as simple as that is, it was such a huge revelation, personal revelation to me. And so I will get up in the mornings and I'll open up my fridge and I'll look at the food and I'll say, Food, you don't have power over me. You've never had power over me. And in the name of Jesus, I take that power back. I don't work for you. You work for me. And in Jesus' name, I am losing weight. I started doing that three weeks ago, going on four weeks. I started out 328 pounds. I am now 304 pounds. I have lost 24 pounds 
24 pounds in just over three, three weeks to the glory of God it says everything you do, do to the glory of God. And so, so for my weight loss journey and my return back to health, I'm doing it for the glory of God and to bear witness of the authority of faith, the faith that I have in his word, because if he says that all power and all power and authority belongs to him and that he gives me some of that power and authority via his Holy spirit, then praise God. I believe it. And I trust him. And that means that I have authority and power over food that I can control what I crave, what I want, when I want it. And, and I can fuel this body, this body temple properly and accordingly and once i shed my weight then i can go back to enjoying here and there uh some of the sweets of of life and some of the good food that he allows us to enjoy but do it appropriately because i can learn to find my comfort solely in him because he is my rock and he is my salvation man if, if i can apply it to food what else can i apply it to uh, there have been times that I've allowed people to intimidate me in my life. No, 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 no. He never gave them power to intimidate me. I gave that power away. I have illegally distributed God's power that he's given me. So all I have to do is just take it back. I don't have to be intimidated of anyone. I, I, I don't have to walk in fear. Faith frees you from walking in fear. Lastly, Faith allows us to operate in authority and power. Look at this. Check this out. Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. So there's going to be some signs that accompany those who believe, or in other words, who have faith, who have faith in God's word, faith in what Jesus had to say. <coughs> Excuse me. Faith in those who. These signs will come to those who trust in him. It says, in my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up serpents. And even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. That's some pretty powerful stuff right there. That in his name, we can drive out demons. Do you realize that there is an, uh, an enemy that is alive and well, uh, uh, and that's just as much as there's the power and, and the kingdom of, of, of heaven, there's also a satanic kingdom and the enemy is alive and well. And there are, there are demonic forces uh, who, are, who battle over us. And we have authority over every, every demonic foul spirit that would try to thwart God's plan in your life. You can speak to these spirits do you realize fear is a spirit? God did not give us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of uh, the, the power of love and a sound mind. And, and uh, so you, we can, you, if you're battling fear, you can speak to that demonic spirit and, and bind it and cast it away from your life in the name of Jesus. That's power and authority. Uh, says that they will speak in new languages. Do you realize that there's a heavenly language that you can pray in? Uh, the Lord will allow you to pray and speak in tongues. And not only that, there's going to be times that you need to communicate to people that you may not have ever had anything in common with. And yet the Lord will give you a common tongue in which you can communicate and speak to all people and testify of his goodness to all people. They will pick up serpents and, eat, and even if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. Well, it's not always talking about 
at least in our life, you know, we've got water purification systems and stuff. Back then they were having to deal with waterborne diseases like cholera and stuff like that. Uh, but nowadays, think about that, that we can pick up service or, or those, those things that sting and bite in life. It doesn't mean that we're not going to be stung and bit, but we can pick them up or we can take authority over those things in life that would normally sting us. And that if, if we drink or consume anything deadly, you know, there's a lot of things in this life that we have to consume with our eyes and with our ears. Uh, you know, there, there's, look at the media, uh, illicit sex is just constantly bombarding us constantly. And, and we can't hide from these billboards and, and things and, and just some of the, some of the demonic and antichrist, uh, spirit that is prevalent and just advertisement and, and whatnot. And yet, even though we are in an environment where we have to kind of consume it with our eyes and our ears and, and, and thoughts, it, it doesn't have to mold us and shape us. So it won't be deadly to us. We can walk in authority over it. Uh, nothing can harm us in that way. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will get healed. Listen, I'm telling you, the power of God is alive and well. I have seen God heal the sick. He continues to heal the sick. Uh, say, well, I prayed for one of my friends and, and he never got healed. Let me tell you, there's, there, there was a purpose for that in that person's life. I don't always understand it, but I will say this. I have, I believe the word of God and I believe that God does heal the lame and he'll continue to do so per his will in Jesus name. And I believe that if we become people who don't just merely believe in God, but start believing God, start believing what his word says, I'm telling you, we're going to see some miraculous things right in our midst because he gives us authority to do so. Man, I love each and every one of you. And keep walking in faith. Keep growing and trusting him. Simply trust him. That's the question. You don't have to battle anything this week. The only battle you have, according to 1 Timothy, is fight the good fight of faith. In other words, when you wake up in the morning, the only enemy you really have to battle is yourself. Am I going to believe the word of God today? Or am I going to believe what my eyes see? And man, some days it is a battle. You go back and forth. But I'm telling you, if you remain in faith, victory is guaranteed. I love each and every one of you guys. Y'all be blessed. Come see us over the next few weeks. Uh, 9 a.m. Sunday morning, Overlook Park, right off Viridian Park Lane, Arlington, Texas. Man, love you guys. Talk to you later.